you glad for that? And uh, we praise God for what God's doing. So I thank the Lord. It's good to see John this morning back there. Um, and it's good to have him in the house of the Lord. Can we give him a good welcome, church? I'm not trying to put him on spot and embarrass him, but we're just glad to have you. Uh, aren't you glad to have him, church? Yes. We're glad to have every single one that, that, that has been coming. And, and so we thank God for you coming and uh, being part of what we are doing here. Praise God for that. If you would open your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. This will be a two-part message, so I will do some more next week on this. The title of the message is Vessels of Oil. Vessels of Oil. How many has ever felt overwhelmed in your life with things and issues? Am I the only one who's ever been overwhelmed by areas? There's been times I'm going, where is this coming from? How am I going to make it? Sometimes your emotions are up and down, up and down. It seemed like you're on a roller coaster. One day you're up, next thing you're down. You're never in the middle, never on equal footing. And sometimes we get overwhelmed with things and issues. We're going to read about a story about a, a woman, a widow woman, that was in an overwhelmed state in her life. And some things were taking place. And maybe you can put yourself in here, but I believe God's got some answers that will help you in your life. Praise God for that. But let's begin reading in verse 1 of chapter 4 of 2 Kings. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors empty vessels, do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons live on the rest. Say increase. Increase. I believe God knows how to bring a miracle and increase in your life, don't you? Yes. God knows how to take what is, seems little, a minute, and make a large deposit in your life. God loves you. You may be seated. I, I forgot to welcome those on the internet and the Facebook. Welcome the family of NCF on the internet. 
and uh, we welcome you. I just got into the Word. I was so excited about what God's doing here at uh, the home base of NCF here in Warsaw. God's doing some mighty and wonderful things, and we thank God for that. But as we read, and as you have followed along, vessels of oil. How many times did you see the word vessel used? Anybody tell me. Don't count it. Just remember. Can you remember? Well, let me help you out. Seven times. That means that that was very important. When it's listed that many times, vessels are very important. Things were, were talked about here. This woman was in, was in a perplexed state. We must understand that in the Bible times, they didn't have social security, didn't have welfare, didn't have somebody else to lean upon to gain some finances or to help get out of certain debt. The Bible says that the woman's husband was a servant of the Lord. Worked alongside the prophet. I'm sure there was times that they had borrowed money to help in the ministry. I can relate to that. I've been there. That God, we need to do this. And we've stepped out in faith and believe what God said he was going to do. And he's, he's come through. But in that time, they would, if you didn't have any money or anything that they could link up with the debtor, the debt was still there. And those that would come, the creditors, and say, we need to have the debt paid. And so what they would do was enslave everybody in the family. The widow understood, I just lost my husband, and I'm getting ready to lose my two sons. My only income, my only way of surviving, I'm losing everything. Notice the Bible says she cried out. I don't think it was coming to the prophet and just saying, sir, would you hear me? I think she was in a state, says, my husband was a servant of the Lord. My husband worked alongside you. I'm in a state that they're going to take my children. She was overwhelmed with the situation. How many of you ever cried out to the Lord like that? Yes. Been times I've been alone with the Lord, me and him. If they see me driving down the road, some people, they're probably thinking, what is going on with that guy? So I've cried out to the Lord. I'm just human just like anybody else. God, I, how is this coming? How am I going to make it? How can I go through it? I start crying out to the Lord. I start delivering my heart to the Lord. Last night, I, I enjoyed what Brother Ollie and Sister Linda presented last night at the yes. gathering we had at the restaurant where we had the Valentine's gathering. And they were just down to earth, but they showed how the God loves even in times when things get overwhelming. Something that we notice, the creditors are getting ready to come and knock on the door. Time to pay up. This kind of represents, in my mind, the spirit of the enemy that has come from the world and coming to our houses and trying to enslave our children. How many's ever seen your children uh, being enslaved by sin and things that's around? The enemy's knocking. I'm coming for them. I want them. And he's knocking at the door. This widow woman. See, I see a generation right now that uh, if we don't get a hold of God, if we don't have a move of God, we've got a generation that could be lost, be enslaved with sin till they are dead and gone. See, sin is an enslaving entrapment. Sin gets a hold of you and it's hard to get loose. But thank God for the answer. Because notice, says, what do you have? And that's what he asked. What do you have? But he didn't ask what you had in your possession. What do you have in your house? 
the place you make your abode, the place where you're at. What do you have? She says, I have nothing except a jar of oil. Say the oil. oil. I like what as this story kind of gives us, and we can relate to it. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. How many knows we need the Holy Spirit? Amen. We need the Holy Ghost in the day and age we're living in. We need His Spirit to come alongside of us, to lead us comfort, and to take us to places we've never been before. But it also represents the anointing of God. And we need the anointing. I've been around some that you can tell they're anointed of God, and they've been around some they don't have the anointing. Thank God for the anointing of God. But also the oil represents the power of God's spirit. We need God's spirit in the day and age we're living. We need oil represents the spirit of God. We need oil to come in and take over in everything. The oil also rep represents the power of God. It represents that area that when God anoints you, the enemy can't get on you. Let me say that again. What does oil do when you put it on it? It gets slick. When you get oil on you and you try to find, try to grab hold of something, you put a little oil on your fingers. How many uses oil when you cook? Why do you use oil? So it won't stick. When God anoints you, when God gives you that oil, the enemy comes along and howls and knocks, but he can't come in. Praise God for that. He says, what you got? Oil. I got oil in the house. See, let me say this. Oil is not the problem, though. So she had that in her house. That was the answer. The oil was the answer. If ever a time we needed some anointed parents, anointed friends, anointed people of God, it's the day and age we're living in. We need them to be anointed by God. See, our problem is not the absence of oil, but it's the addition of so many other stuff that's coming in to our homes. One thing I noticed when I was growing up that how that the ones that were before me, the forefathers, how they got a hold of God, not when they got to church, but it was at the house first. And when they come in, they would rejoice. And then you talk about having a service, they would have a service. The rejoicing would take place. The oil would be there. They didn't have a lot of other stuff. Sometimes I think we got too much stuff. Too much technology trying to distract us. We have a spirit of distraction that's trying to take us. Technology is great in its place, but sometimes you need to set it off to the side and say, God, I need you. I need your anointing. See, that's our safety net. That's where we need God to come in to our homes. God, we need you to anoint our homes. Amen. We need you to come into our lives in a greater measure. It's not the absence of oil. She had the oil, but sometimes it's tough. But notice what she had. I had nothing else. There's nothing in the cupboards, nothing there that I have. She got down to nothing, in other words. There's times that you, you say, God, I have nothing else to offer. I have nothing else that I can give except this. That's all it takes. We have a lot of additions in the kingdom of God, though. The problem is they lean to those things instead of leaning towards the oil. It becomes entertainment. Entertain me, pastor. Entertain me, praise team. Entertain me, church. It's not time for entertainments. 
It's not time in a day and age we're living in. I've never seen a nation where so much hate is going on. The only way that we can get hate out is to give love. And love is what God says I am. And that's what we need in this day and age we're living. We need more love. I'm not part of the Beatles. <laughs> but I, I, I like what that song was. We need more love. We need God's love. But we need his anointing. We need his anointing, church. We need his oil. We need the Holy Spirit. That's the only thing that's really going to work. The secret to the victory that we have is not what's outside, but it's what's inside the house. He told us to go back home. You've already got the answer. You've already got the secret to the victory that you're looking for, and that's in your house. Know this. What you have in your house is what's going to bring the miracle of God. Or the opposite, it'll hinder the miracle of God. If you've got what God has and what he has says about you and you've got the oil, you've got the miracle already there. Let me put it this way. God has not run out of oil. God has not run out of miracles. God has not run out of power. He still has all power. He still has all miracles. He still has everything that we have need of. Amen. But we can have either the things of God in our homes or we can have those things that hinders the miracles of God. Sometimes I go through my house and I look around and say, God, is this what you really want? God is, and there's even times I've turned the TV on. I've had to shut up. Well, I don't want that in my home. And I start rebuking it. I come against what has come across the airwaves. Even on the, the TV anymore, we watch some of the older shows. Andy Griffith. The older show, Walton's. At least it's a little bit cleaner than what it was we see today. But what we have in our home, I don't want nothing to hinder the move of God. When I want to get a hold of God, I need him now. This woman was overwhelmed. See, our homes should be a place of prayer. Our home should be a place where we worship God. Our home should be a place where we respect and honor and love and have Bible reading. Far too many people are looking at the boob tube instead of looking to God. Let me get down to the brass tacks. Next time you get in trouble, that's all you do is watching TV. You get on your knees for that TV and says, I need an answer. You're not going to get it because only God can give you an answer. We need God to come down from heaven and answer our question. Without God, we have nothing, church. Amen. This woman understood that. My husband served the Lord. My husband done this, and the creditors are coming to take. The debt is there. I need the help. And you know what he said? You've already got the answer. It's in your house. If you don't have any oil, you need to say, God, I need the oil. God, I need the answer. God's got it. Heaven's not running out with anything. There's enough for everybody. One thing I noticed, even in the Old Testament, they would make altars even before they would make their homes or build them. Noah did. When he came off the ark, the first thing he did, he built an altar. The world had been gone away. Everything was gone, but he built an altar. I hope you have an altar at home. I hope you have a place where you get along with God. Hope you don't wait for the pastor to pray for you. There's times I can't be there. Hope you don't wait. To, well, I'll just contact so-and-so. God wants you. 
God desires you. God says, I've given it to you. Yes. Say, it belongs to me. The prophet says to the widow, get the oil, but get the vessels. Get the oil, but get the vessels. When he, what he was saying, says there needs to be vessels to put the oil in, though. Oil is not the problem. Miracles is not the problem. God has that already. The power is not the problem. The problem I see is trying to find vessels that are ready to receive. How many's ever got a bottle of water and tried to, if it's full, and you open it up for the first time and you try to put more water in it? You can't do it, can you? It's just going to spill over. But when it's empty and you say, I'm thirsty, I'm going to put water in it, it'll fill up. Sometimes we need, and I've done this message not too long, about years, maybe a couple years ago, about empty vessels. And I truly believe God is looking for empty vessels. God is looking for someone that has given out and given out. God says, until you cease it, I'm not going to let the oil run out. But as soon as there's no more vessels, the oil stops. We want to see miracles in our church. We need more vessels. Let me say that again. You're looking at me like a cow looking at a new gate. We need vessels. There's times that I have given out and given out, and I have to get alone with God. says, God, fill me up again. Amen. You know what God says? That's what I want. I'm looking for an empty vessel. You've been used, and now I'm going to give you more. We need empty vessels in the church. We need people that need to be saved. Said, I'm empty. I've been giving myself to sin. I've been giving myself to myself, and I don't need that anymore. I need something better than me. And that's the oil of God. This woman had the oil, but she needed empty vessels. You know what that tells me? Because she sent her boys out. She told her sons, go get vessels. You know what Jesus has told the church? Go on the highways and byways and compel them to come in. Get them to come in. We need to get some souls in the church. We need to get some vessels in the church. God, we need vessels. God, you have not let go. You've got more than what enough, and we need others that need to find this too. God has an oil that is endless. It's an endless supply that he wants to pour out. He told the widow, if you want to see the miracle, then you need to get vessels. Give God something that he can pour into. How about you? How many has been empty? How many's ever been empty before in your life? I need God to fill me. But I don't want to just fill me. I want to overflow into somebody else. See, it took a jar of oil vessel to pour into another one. Let that sink in. Are you ready to pour into somebody else's life? Are you full of stuff, things and areas are you full of unforgiveness? Are you full of uh, things that hinder the move of God in your life? The Bible says we must forgive. Amen. 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 If you don't forgive, then God doesn't forgive you. Right. We've got to forgive. There's things that happens in your life. There's things that people does to you and it feels hurtful, but you've got to learn to forgive. Amen. The oil is hindered when you don't have empty vessels. God wants you to be empty. God is asking us to be empty. What vessel did you bring today? 
Did you bring an empty vessel? Did you go get somebody that may be empty? Well, that's up to the bus ministry. That's up to the pastor to go get somebody. The Bible says sheep bear sheep. How many sheep do I see around here? Let me hear an amen. <laughs> I'm a shepherd over some sheep that belongs to God. And God wants you to come in and bring. See, give God what he is asking for. Can I tell you this? The woman helped her miracle. What do you mean? She went and sent her sons, sent them out to go get vessels. She helped in her miracle. It wasn't just up to the pastor. It just wasn't up to this one. But she was the one. Because the Bible says the prophet told her, told her, you go home. He didn't tell the sons. He says, you go home now. And you get the vessels. She told the boys, go get the vessels. In other words, what she did, she determined the magnitude of the miracle she was going to receive. You can write that one down. What magnitude of miracle do you want from God? How much of God do you want? I've got enough. That's it. I'm only up to here. To me, I've been overflowing and I want more. I want to be able to walk by and splash on you. I want to walk by and splash on you. Yeah. I want the fragrance of the oil to get off on you. The magnitude that she has for her miracle is how many vessels she could get. If we want to see miracles in the church, we need to go out and start looking for vessels. God, lead me to those places. Lead me to those individuals that need to know the Lord. I've got two sons that need to know the Lord. I'm looking and praying and Delivering them to the Lord God, they need to be filled. They're being filled with everything else under the world. But God, they need to be filled. I'm looking for others. I'm hearing after we've been starting this stand in the gap, there's people that are having dreams, and they're having dreams about me. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? And they're having dreams that I'm coming and praying for them. See, God's not done yet, church. He's looking for empty beds. They're out there. And God wants to use you to touch those lives, to pour into them. God wants to use you to go get the vessels, to bring to church that God can pour into them. Empty vessels that they can be full and used for the kingdom of God. Little jar of oil. It's a miracle. Little jar, and she got vessels. I don't know how big the vessels were. Can I use my imagination? I believe they were pretty big. Kept pouring. It didn't run out. That's like God. It's not going to run out. God's got more than you can imagine. I don't care what it looks like. Something else took place. How big a miracle do you want? How big a miracle do you need? We all need a big miracle, don't we, church? We need God to do what he said he would do. I don't know about you, I may not be the sharpest tool in this shed, but I'm not the dullest either. I realize something. I need God. Amen. I need God in my life. I need God to give me everything I have need of, and that's the oil, the Holy Spirit, to breathe in me, to refresh me, to bring healing to me, to meet my needs. Something else he told her. Give her some good, clear instructions. Shut the door. 
when you get in the house and you got the vessels. I like this instruction. Far too many times people get afraid. Well, if I get alone, how am I going to handle it? When God's getting ready to use you, he requires separation. You want me to be separated? Separated totally unto God. It requires getting alone with the Lord. It requires seeking God yourself. It requires you sometimes. There's times I get out in my house, around my neighborhood, and I just walk. It's me and the Lord. I get in my truck sometimes. It's just time for me and the Lord. We talk. I shut the radio off. I don't want nothing else to distract me. It's me and God. There's times I get down to my craving room, my study room, and I get on my knees. I says, God, it's me and you. No one else is around me. I need to know. This means that sometimes you need to turn off or turn away from things that distract you, that take you away from what God has. Shut the door. Don't let anything else distract you from what I want to do for your life. I want to give you everything you have need of. That's where the miracle starts is getting alone with God. You know what happened? The oil started flowing. The oil started flowing. See, God is looking for that vessel he can fill with his oil. When the availability of vessels are there, the Bible says, as we just read, when every vessel was full, what happened? The miracle stopped. It didn't say God wanted to stop. That's just all she could get. All the boys could find. There are times we come to church and we think, God, this is all you're going to do. I beg your pardon. There's so much more God wants to do. We need to open our eyes. We need to see that God wants to save my children. God wants to save my neighbor's children. God wants to save my neighborhood. God wants to deliver this nation. God wants to touch every single one around us. God has more than enough. Amen. More than enough. He says, I'm going to take you into a land. He told the children of Israel, into a land that's more than enough. Houses they didn't even build. Vineyards they didn't plant. I'm sure they had cows they had to milk, but they didn't have to see them raised up. Honey to get, they may got stung a little bit, but they had, God says, I got enough. More than enough. Say more than enough. More than enough. God wants to move in this hour. We need more vessels. We need more vessels. We need more vessels. Because the boy said, she kept, they kept going, kept going. Bring me another vessel. They bring another vessel. Bring me another vessel. Bring me another vessel. Bring me another vessel. Kept pouring, kept pouring. Until she says, give me another vessel. There ain't no more, mom. God stopped. How many believe your children, your friends, your neighbors, are vessels God wants to fill? Yes. How many believes God, your neighbor next to you, God wants to fill? God wants to do it this morning in your life. The oil is flowing, church. Say the oil is flowing. Let me say this. Have you ever gone to the supermarket and they ran out of bags? How many ever done that? Go to Walmart, Myers, someplace. You get up there, check out, you run out of bags, uh, just put it in the cart. Take it out to your vehicle, just put it in the vehicle. 
By the time you get home, you try to take it in and you try to carry as much as you can. If you don't watch it, you'll spill the eggs because you have no bag to put it in. How many likes coffee? Don't answer that, Krista. <laughs> she don't like it. She loves coffee. Her father-in-law is like that too. He loves his coffee. How many has ever asked for coffee? I'll take some coffee. You know what you should ask for? I'll take a cup of coffee. Now, if you want coffee, I can bring you the pot and I can pour it. <laughs> I don't think you want that, do you? You want a cup, a vessel. You want a bag for your groceries. How many's ever ordered pizza? <laughs> Hannah, don't answer this one. <laughs> the pizza guy comes to the door. And he comes to the door. He comes up with the pizza in his hand. What's the first thing you're going to ask? What if you don't have the box? What would you ask? Where's the box? See, he's holding that pizza and you don't know where the hand's been. <laughs> Let's be honest. It could be all greasy. He, you know, I'm not going to go down the bath. We'll just leave it go. Cheese could be running down his arm. And you're looking at that and says, where's the box? Where's the box for the, the pizza? See, a, a pizza box doesn't cost much. 30 cents maybe? It doesn't cost much at all. You're looking at this, and, but it is a vessel. It's not what the box is, not the vessel, but what's in the box is valuable. It's what's in the box that is valuable. That's what you paid for. That's what you have. Thank God for the boxes. Thank God for the vessels. But it's what's in the vessels that makes them valuable. Thank God for Christ coming in my life. I'm just a vessel. I'm just one that was just out there in sin. And all of a sudden, he came into my life, changed me. Now he made me valuable for heaven. He's made you valuable. You're peculiar people. Yeah, I've been looking around. I've been seeing some of you. You've been looking pretty peculiar. That means special. That means you're set aside for the kingdom of God. How many would eat the pizza without the box? Take it. Uh, Hannah says, yes, give it to me. <laughs> no way, Hannah. I know your mom enough says, take that back and get me a fresh one. I'm not paying for that. We've got a lot of people paying for things and they don't know what they're getting. I can just picture that pizza guy coming in. You hear the car. You're looking out, smoke coming out the back. He gets out of his vehicle. His hands look greasy, but he's got the pizza. I'm a delivery boy. How are you? Here's your pizza. No, I don't want that. I want the box. God's wanting to use us. He needs vessels. He's got enough power, enough miracles, enough oil, enough everything from heaven. He's just looking for vessels. As I was picturing in my mind this, the box is just a box until you put the pizza in it. The bags are just nothing but a bag hanging on a rack until you put the valuables in it. A cup is just a cup until you put coffee in it or whatever you like to drink. God is saying, you may just think you're just a box. But I got something I want to pour into you. 
You're valuable. See, when you put the box and the pizza together, it's valuable. You don't mind paying the price. You don't mind. And something else I noticed, it can't be just any box. It can't be just any bag. It can't be just, it's one, the bag's got to be strong enough to hold the containers. The cup's got to be just right so you can kind of drink from it. The box itself has got to hold it, but something else has got to be clean. How many ever seen a dirty box or a dirty bag? He said, I'm not getting that. You throw it away. God wants to clean the vessels. He's looking for clean vessels. And the only way you can get clean is get under the spout where God's glory and God's blood is flowing out. God has the oil, but he's looking for clean vessels. Acts chapter 2. Go there if you would, please. Acts chapter 2. In these last days, God's doing a mighty and wonderful work. Sometimes we've got our eyes on so many issues in so many areas that we forget that we're not part of the world, church. We're passing through. Let me say that again. We're not part of the world, even though we're in the world. We are passing through. We may live for a season here, but we're passing through. And while we're passing through, why not get a hold of somebody else and say, let's go to heaven together? Chapter 2 of Acts. Jump down to verse 16. Are you there? Say amen. amen. It says here, as Peter was delivering his first message. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel in the Old Testament. That in the last, that it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Vessels, say vessels. Vessels. And it says, your sons and your daughters, equality, no matter where you come from, no matter what background you are, and it doesn't matter what gender you are. God says, I'm going to pour it out on you. There's so many people seem to think, well, you're this gender. You can't be used of God. The Bible says he's going to pour, you, pour his spirit out on you, every single one of us, your sons and your daughters. And they shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Dad, you're not done yet. You keep dreaming, don't you? And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. God's looking for vessels, church. God's looking for vessels. God sent a vessel. His name was Jesus Christ. He was full of God. He loved the Lord. Peace in heaven. You know what he's looking for? Vessels. He told the disciples, before you can be a witness, and I believe this is the year of witness, that God's going to pour out his spirit upon those that they can witness things, not just be a witness, but be a witness of what God wants to do. He's got more miracles, more signs, and more things he wants to do in these last days than we can imagine. If we would take off our blinders and say, God, pour it out on me. Pour it out on me, God. I need more miracles today. The magnitude of your believing will give you to what God has. If you have this small believing, that's all you're going to receive. 
But if you would open up and say, God, pour it out on me. God, I'm open to you. Pour it out on me. God wants to pour it into every empty vessel, every vessel that will take what he can until they're so overflowing. Then God says, that's when you're valuable. That's when you can go out into the highways and byways. The oil was sold because it was valuable and it paid the debt. The Bible says the miracle was that they paid the debt. But that's not the end of it. The increase was they were living off of it for years to come. That's like our God, isn't it? Amen. Not just, I'm just going to take care of you now and forget the future. Mm, let me shout on that one. He's going to take care of you until you go home. Let me shout on that. That's faith believing. That's believing my God will do what he said he would do. Amen. Believing when he says, it's not just enough. It's more than enough. My God is. He owns the cattle. He owns the hills. He owns the earth. He owns the banks. He owns the doctors. He owns the heavens. He is God, church. We must understand who he is. See who he is. He's looking for vessels to believe him. He wants to pour out into you the life that he has, that he wants to give you the miracles that you need. If you need a healing, he's got it. If you need finances, he's got it. If you need some areas in your life to deliverance, he's got it. He paid for it. Let me jump just ahead next week's message and leave this with you. When Jesus was on the cross, the vessel, he was poured out, spent. He said something. It is finished. Let me give you a little tidbit. He didn't say, I was finished. He said, it is finished. Let me put it to you. You're not finished yet. You're not done yet. You're a vessel that God wants to use to anoint, to appoint, to give what God has. And it starts me believing now. The magnitude of your miracles, the believing that you have, and the opportunity to go seek out what God has. Then shut the door and get alone with God. And let him pour. Let him pour. Let him give you what he has. I like that because Jesus says, it's finished. What's finished? The work of the enemy. The devil himself is done. He says, I come to destroy the What? The works of the devil, the enemy. It is finished. That's finished. That's the finished work of the cross. But that's not the finished work of the church. We've got a big job on our hands, church. But it starts with me. Let me be a vessel. God, fill me. As I give out, I give out. We got this anointing oil up here. It's down just a little bit. The other day, I noticed it was way down here. But we got the jar, and we filled it up. It's down again. And eventually, it's going to get down here. We believe in the power of prayer. I'm thankful you two stepped in the realm and claimed your healing. Amen. You prayed, and you stepped in and said, enough's enough. You didn't have to wait till you got to church. I liked the way you did that. You moved your legs. See? It popped. It moved. Thank God for that. Aren't you glad for that, sis? Now you can sleep and have rest. Yes. 
God wants to do that for you. But Nathan, a couple years ago, he come up. He thought he was going to have to have shoulder surgery. We prayed for him, anointing him. <laughs> Next thing you know, you could hear him. Oh, I feel it. His hands went up. He's not had to have surgery on that. Amen. See, God's still a miracle-working God. Yes. What do we believe? How much do we believe? How much do we want? As much believing you is, that's what you're going to get. God wants to give you all he has and more and more vessels of oil. Seven times. That's God's perfect number. Completion. Okay, it's completed. Seven times the vessels were mentioned. God has a work for us, church. Stand to your feet if you would, please.